I was 16 years old and we've got um, a few women that are addicted to really hard drugs and they just needed help. Life isn't a destination, it's a journey. And as women in the 21st century, we each have a unique story to tell. That's why we've gathered our friends to have interesting discussions about their journeys. Join us as we discuss everything from health, career struggles, mom life, dating, travel, multiculturalism, feminism, and more. I'm Morgan Kalari, And I'm Christy Burke. And this is the Love That Journey For You podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Christy Burke, and today I am interviewing my co-host, Morgan Kalari, about her journey. I've known Morgan for 10 years now, and she has one of the most interesting journeys to where she is today. From working in an orphanage in South Africa to running a company with her husband in Los Angeles, Morgan has traveled, volunteered, and persevered. Welcome, Morgan. Hi, everyone. This is going to be interesting. Yes, I'm so excited that we're finally sharing your journey on the podcast so people can get some t- context about why we wanted to do this and and who we are. So let's start from the beginning. Tell us a little bit about where you're from. All right. So where I'm from can be complicated. I was born in Kansas and my dad is a mechanical engineer. And if anybody knows anything about engineers, their brains are always thinking they're always on. I think of my dad's brain as of a clock. It's always ticking. It's always wanting to learn new things and go here, go there. And that is exactly what he did. Um, most people I talk to when I've told them I've moved around a lot, they think that I'm a military brat. I'm not. My dad is an engineer and the next job was always the best job. So we moved around several times from Kansas to Georgia, to Virginia, to Georgia, back to Virginia. And then from there, I've moved to Texas, California, um, been to South Africa a few times, um, Australia. Um, Because of my parents, I now have the travel bug and I have this itch where I need to go. We have traveled a lot and I now have a passion for traveling. I got to say that is something that we're finding is a common theme among our guests. And that is because season one, our guests are um, all of our friends. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't realize how much, I guess it's a a lifestyle, a kind of nomadic way to live. We have all sort of attracted each other somehow. Exactly. So you've done a lot of charitable endeavors. Where do you think you gained your passion for helping others? I think that being an only child, you have two options. You have the option of being by yourself a lot, or you have the option that you need to make friends and you need to keep them. And so with that being said, I, um, I wanted friends badly and I just wanted to be around people and not be alone. And I think that with also with traveling, I've um, been very like just wanting to be with people all the time. And with that has created this energy of wanting to know people and how they work, falling in love with people. And it's just become a part of me that I grew up with animals. And so 
with growing up with animals, I think that also gave me um, a love for people in that too. Because if you if you love animals, you're most likely going to love people or vice versa, hopefully. Um, but that is what happened with me is that I just... And my parents also hosted a lot of people throughout my life, like into our home. And so that could be with charitable events that could have been with um, uh, Christianity. With that being said, that's where all of it stems from, obviously, is my parents. And then um, being an only child, I just wanted to be around people all the time. (laughs) Your parents ran a home for people too, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Yes. Yes. When I was in high school, my last two years of high school, uh, my my mother ran a women's home for um, women that abused drugs and alcohol. And it was either they could come to our home or they could go to jail. It was really interesting because these were women that were just down and out and they just needed somebody, they just needed some help. You know, addiction is very difficult. And a lot of times families can be there and support, but there's times where families also need support from somebody else to help with their loved ones that have an addiction. So we, we did help um, a few women. It was really interesting. I was 16 years old and we've got um, a few women that are addicted to really hard drugs and they just needed help. They needed a way out. They were able to get that staying with us and being in different programs, getting them a job and then getting them a place to live and, th- and getting them their kids back. So it was a very interesting end of high school years <laughs> for sure. Yeah. That's some uh, very heavy stuff for a teenager. Do you think that that affected who you are as an adult? Absolutely. I think that it it helped me from getting involved in certain things that could lead to addictive lifestyle. I definitely did not want that because I saw how difficult it was for the women that we were mentoring. And I just... It now gives me more of a empathy towards people that do have um, addiction in their life and how that different chains of events in your life can lead you to a point where you can be addicted to something. And we need to give sometimes a little more grace for those those people. Yeah, high school was interesting. Um, that definitely helped me to you know be more just patient too. Because uh, people with addiction, it's a it can be a very long process. Well said, and thank you for your insight into that. Because most of us will never have an experience that close to something like that, and to have um, really the behind this, I don't want to say behind the scenes, but you know the the reality of those situations and how people get stuck in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can happen to anybody too. You can be, you can have really great parents and, and you can go to great schools or it can be the opposite. And you can still land in a place where um, you're looking for something to help you. And that can be something such as drugs and alcohol that can be really difficult. And thankfully, you know, do I like to have my occasional wine and do things of that sort? Yes, of course. It's just, you know, just making sure that I'm I'm in a healthy place in my life, you know, that you don't get yourself that you need something to help you like that. 
And how interesting and brave of your mother to take something like that on with a teenager at home as well. I mean, that takes strength. Yeah. And, and a husband too, Mm -hmm. because there are certain things that you have to do to, you know, a, you still want to be a family and, but you also have people that are in your home and you're helping them through, you know, there are nights where my mom was up at, at midnight, two o'clock in the morning with one of them and just helping them get through to the next day. And so, and my dad also, he was then the lead career person and working and, but also supporting his wife. And so, yeah, it, it definitely showed me that um, with my parents that they, my dad was able to put my mom um, first in this situation of allowing her to be a director of a women's home. Yeah. And it was really great to see that my dad did that for her. Wow. I'm so impressed with her and with you and in your family being able to take such good insight from that. So let's switch gears a little bit. Tell me about your time in South Africa. South Africa, I definitely have a love for it. It I've actually been there twice now. My first time I was 17 and I got to go. Um, it was actually church related. But my second time that I went, I turned 21 in South Africa. So I think that's pretty cool yeah. um, to turn 21 um, somewhere different. I When I was there, I was working at an orphanage where most of the babies in our care either had AIDS or their mothers had had AIDS, but it didn't transfer to the baby. And it was really difficult in a lot of ways because uh, these babies, the way that they came to us was a very difficult story. Some of them had been left in, one was left in a garbage can, one was left in a toilet at a rest stop. Um, It was just very tragic. But what helped me through all of that was that I would actually spend the night two nights out of the week and I would wake up with them and feed them. And sometimes I would just fall asleep with one in my arms and being an only child and not being raised with a brother or sister, older, younger, uh, this was my time to really get that, um, that baby time. And I will say though, these babies were so strong because you would you wouldn't know that they had suffered so much in the beginning of their life. They knew that when they were in this home and and then being adopted out, they knew that there was so much love and support for them. So it was just amazing for me to know what they had gone through, but they didn't exert that. They were happy and just wanted to be loved and played. And so it was a really great experience. And actually on my last day, one of the babies that I became very attached to was actually adopted that day. Mm -hmm. And her name was her, her name is faith. And I just loved her to pieces. And it was, it was really hard to leave, but it was great knowing that, especially the baby that I became closest to was adopted out by a really great family. So it was a it was a wonderful experience. It was hard. South Africa is a beautiful country, but and they, you know, they speak, they have about 11-ish national languages. And it was they speak English, but 
a lot of times they were speaking in Afrikaans or they would speak in Swahili, depending on where you were at. And so I had to really get used to being around different languages and trying to adapt and learn how to be. I find this interesting um, because I know that you and Antonio have decided not to have children. So do you think that your experience in South Africa is related to that decision? Huh, that's interesting. I, it could be maybe in the future we would adopt because I have seen that there are children now all over the world that need to be adopted and that have been born into a circumstance that is beyond their control. So that is something that we've talked about. I I think that my travels and um, both of our travels, my husband has traveled a lot too, and he's lived in different countries and he has two citizenships. He, we both love to travel and we both have moved around so much that with having a child, we would want to maybe do the opposite and, and stay grounded and allow the child to, to make friends and have lifelong friends from elementary school into high school. We didn't have that. We moved around so many times that that was not an option for us. Christy is actually one of my longest friends and that's because we're adults and we've been able to make that choice over the years, even when you've moved to San Francisco, I moved to Australia and back and forth, we've moved to different places, but we've kept in touch and it's just been wonderful. So I think that the orphanage did probably play a part, but I think it's also because I really want to travel and continue to expound on who I am as a person. And that's probably one of the reasons why, um, that we've decided not to have children. Thank you for sharing that with us and for opening up, um, about that on air. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Children are wonderful. I think the reason that you and I have stayed friends for so long is because we're both used to traveling and we're both used to making that extra effort because we know if we don't, people fall off. And so mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I could have done this without your participation too, because there's so many awesome friends that I've met through my travels that it's just really difficult to keep in touch with someone. So it's nice when I meet someone else who makes the same effort or more effort. Honestly, you were, you know, you were adamant that we would stay friends and that we would keep in touch. So it means a lot to me. We'll, um, we'll talk a lot, uh, a little bit here about your career. So, um, when, when we met, we worked in a a retail job together and you were my manager. (laughs) And I remember you taking a step down to pursue your undergrad. And I remember you being in college for a long time because you paid your way through school. So, um, what made you decide to take this leap of faith and, um, take a step down in your career? Right. I love the fashion space. I think it's fun and exciting. And we got to work hands-on with clients and it felt like we were therapists in a way because with serving people in any respect, um, you get to know people really well. So with that, I decided um, 
I decided that I wanted to do something different. I don't want to say I wanted to do something more. I wanted to do something different. And with that being said, I I had not finished my undergrad. So I, with living in California and how high prices are for rent and things of that sort, I worked full-time and I went to school full-time. I got to a place where going for my undergrad, I decided I wanted to go the legal route. And that happened because I got in a situation where I needed to have a restraining order against an individual and I didn't know how to do it or what to do. I segued into go into the legal world. And with that became this whole fantasy of becoming the next Elle Woods. Legally Blonde was one is one of my favorite movies. And I was able to get accepted into UCLA um, paralegal school, which was wonderful because most of Legally Blonde was filmed at UCLA. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you've seen this, but that's actually a thing. Like there's an article out there. I forget who wrote it, but that since that movie came out, there's been an uptick in female lawyers who felt that they could do it because of that movie. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. And you didn't just go anywhere. You went to UCLA, which was very pricey, I'm sure. Yes. So like one, how did you make that work with, with work and with finances and everything? It was, it was difficult. I, I had to say no to a lot of, uh, gatherings of, of us and our friends. Yeah. I had to say, no, I had to stay at home. I had to write a paper on Friday night and it was really difficult, but I knew that this is what I wanted to pursue. And if anybody wants to go back to school, you can, if you really, really want it. I went, I went to school with people that were married and had kids and had a full-time job. I also went to school with people that just got out of high school. So I, we were all in the mix together and, you know, I just really, I really wanted it. I wanted my undergraduate. I wanted my paralegal certificate. I wanted to work at a law firm and I was able to do it because I had to stay diligent and I had to stay consistent to the goal that I had put in front of me. And I also had some friends. I, you were one of them and my now husband that I had to say, Hey, this is really what I want for my life. And I hope that you can support me. I'm going to have to say no to some things, um, because I either a can't afford it or B I have to write a paper or I have to study for a test, but please know that I, I love you. And please don't stop asking me to not hang out. Um, cause I might be able to. So, yeah. So it was, it was definitely something that I wanted and man, it took several years. It took almost 10 years to, from start to finish. And even being in the legal career, I finally got in and I realized that it was not what I thought it was going to be. It was not the L Woods experience. Um, if you're going to go into the legal world, um, you have to have very thick skin, which thankfully I, I was able to get that just living in California, but the legal world definitely will make you have thicker skin. And I just, I got to do everything that I wanted to do as a paralegal. Um, thankfully, the legal world taught me a lot and it taught me that you can help people. Um, it also taught me that you have a limited scope and how you can help people because there's 
there's law out there and what you can and can't do. Um, legal world can be very black and white. I'm glad that um, I did it. I'm glad that I got to experience it. Um, my fantasy of becoming Elle Woods, it wasn't for me for a lot of reasons. A, because I knew that financially I would I would need to quit work and I would need to get into a, a top school. I knew that I would need to probably move to go to a top school, possibly depending on where I got picked. Um, I knew that I would have uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loans. So with that being said, I was able to become a paralegal. I was able to help people. And I'm so glad that I was able to do it. And I don't have any regrets. If you feel that you've done the same thing, that you've gone to school for something specific and you didn't end up doing it and you did something else, that is okay. I've done the same thing. And thankfully for me, I only paid for UCLA paralegal and not UCLA school of law. Yeah. <laughs> so I was able to figure it out very quickly. I think that's great advice, especially for somebody who maybe is thinking about going into the legal world, but isn't quite sure if that's right for them. That's kind of a, a halfway point to test it out and really see what the job is about and work in it like you did and really figure out if that's if that's where your passion lies or not. Because law school is expensive. <laughs> um, so you, uh, let's, let's um, talk about what you did. After being a paralegal, you got this amazing opportunity and you went to Australia um, and then the pandemic hit. So can you tell us about that experience? That was a crazy experience. Um, thankfully, being in Australia and I was on the West Coast of Australia, they did not get um, COVID hardly at all. So I did not have to go through um, that much of a shutdown. We didn't have to wear masks. Um, I did work from home for a while just because the whole world was doing it. We were doing it. And being there was, it was Australia. If anybody, if you can go, go and do it, go to the West coast. A lot of people don't go there because it's so far away, but with it being so far away, everything is just in pristine condition. It's just beautiful. They have the biggest natural, um, uh, reef over there that you can go swimming and diving. It's just a beautiful, beautiful country. Um, the pandemic was really interesting. We did end up um, coming back to the States during the pandemic for a few reasons. But one of the reasons is because my husband has designed a cell phone case and it is ICU designs. And we came back because we really wanted to invest all of our energy into being entrepreneurs. So thankfully, the legal path that I had been on really helped to start this new business because I was able to do all the paperwork for it because I've, I've seen it before. And we it was the first time really too that really taking a chance and in investing um, in ourselves and becoming entrepreneurs. And I think you know, my time at school and working full-time, going to school full-time, that dedication and consistency was able to spill over into now becoming an entrepreneur. So now I can see my whole life coming in full circle to get me ready to be an entrepreneur and to be dedicated to this goal of putting all your money into it and your time 
to hopefully being successful for yourself. Sure. Is there somewhere we can follow to learn about the creative process behind ICU Designs? Yes. Check out my social media. You can check out icu.designs. And I put a lot of video content on there. And I talk very openly about manufacturing, shipping logistics, the pains that go with it, the bottlenecks. And if you want to go into business for yourself, definitely check us out. And we have an awesome cell phone if you want to get it. I see you designs. Thank you, Morgan. Well, I'm so excited about your next step in your journey. And thank you so much for sharing about your history and about your life. Click subscribe. Um, follow us on Instagram at Love That Journey For You podcast. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. Bye. Bye.